Welcome everybody to World Football Talk, brought to you by your host Ryan DiLorenzo, once again, back in the helm, ready to get after it. Uh, Recording this on April 13th, which was today, Thursday, some really good matchups from Europa League, Uh, we're going to go over those, but uh, to start off the week, um, we recorded last time on Monday, getting ready for these um, Champions League quarterfinal games, and to be honest, we, me and my, uh, Peter DiLorenzo did a pretty good job predicting these games, I would say. Um, pretty, kept them pretty dialed in to what the results came out to be. Uh, just to start off, on Tuesday, April 11th, we had two games. Um, one of them being Benfica hosting Inter Ma- M- Milan in a, uh, quarterfinal first leg. Playing in Portugal for Benfica home team. They didn't do... They didn't play as well as you would think they would play, uh, given the cir- circumstances. Inter Milan also came out with a vengeance. They they came out with a game plan. Um, goals being scored by Niccolo Barelli in the uh, 31st minute first half goal, assisted by Alessandro Bostioni, um, both Italian players. They go up 1-0. Romelu Lukaku, 82nd minute, gets subbed in late. And uh, he's given a PK, he's given a penalty kick, puts it away as usual. Not in the World Cup, but in Champions League club ball, he puts him away. World Cup, that was abysmal. His matchup with uh, Belgium when he missed golden opportunities to send them to the next round. But a good result from Inter Inter Milan, from a team that, you know, this is a good matchup for them. The, they have to play the winner of AC Milan and Napoli, which was also a really good game. But good to see from Inter Milan. Now they get to host back in the San Siro. It should be should be a uh, semi semifinal appearance for them. Well, I would say so. I, I think they have the the team to do it. They have the ambition to get into the semifinals. I couldn't. It's probably been a while. Since they've been in the semifinals. Yeah, last time Inter Milan made it to the semifinals was 2002-3 season. So this team is, you know, they're they're ready. They I think this is, uh, they're going to give whoever comes out of that AC Milan-Napoli matchup a, a run for their money. If they make it through, which all supporting towards the home team Becoming victorious. I think they will. I think Inter Milan makes it to the next round. Should be a good matchup coming up next week. Also on Tuesday we had a. By all means uh, a blowout. By Manchester City over Bayern Munich. Manchester City hosting. uh, The corner final first legger. We saw goals from uh, Rodri. Assisted by Bernardo Silva in the 27th minute. Then. Uh, Bernardo Silva also getting a goal by himself. Uh, great cross from Erling Holland. Sends it back post. Bernardo Silva with the header. Puts it right over Somer's uh, hand. To be honest, uh, this is my take on this game. Neuer's in net. This is a lower scoring game. Uh, maybe 2-0. But 3-0. The likes of 3 to come back. Being down 3-0, I know Bayern Munich's home next game, but it's going to be a tough go for them. I mean, they they really offensively 
did not look good. Starting shirt, Serge Gnagby, I thought was a mistake from the beginning. But they're in a tough situation right now. Obviously, the departure of Robert Lenadowski was tough for them this season. But uh, Chipa Moting, he's been coming in. He's been doing well. He had a knock, so he wasn't able to play. Hopefully, he gets into the starting lineup for the following week. And they should put up a better performance. I don't know, though. I, I don't see Man City letting their foot off the gas pedal and not being attack uh, attack mindset the whole time. You know they're going to take it to them. Also, a goal from Erling Holland late. 76 minutes, 6 minutes after their other one. He scores from an assist by John Stones. Beautiful cross. I forgot who sent it to John Stones' head. But John Stones, I think it was after a corner kick. He was hanging around in the box. Gets a gets a header on. Plays it on to Erling Holland. Erling Holland wide open on the back door. Puts it away. Tucks it away for their third goal. It The game plan, and I think we talked about, about it, but... You have to shut down Holland. You should be man-marking him. As crazy as it sounds, you should be man-marking Holland. Not letting him get room. Because on, on a situation like that, he's open back door. How is no one picking him up? How How is the whole defensive line not realizing, alright, let John Stones get this get this header on target. Who? Let's hope Somer can get the save. But to not cover the backdoor man, Upacomo having a rough day, he just kind of, you know, played very chalant, not as aggressive as we've seen him before in the past, and it hurt him. It, it hurt Bayern Munich really bad. Uh, you know, uh, after this, it was said that um, Sadio Mane got subbed in pretty late, I would say like 65th minute onto the field. You could see on the field he was yelling at Leroy Sané. They go into the locker room. Sadio Mane starts throwing punches at him. I mean, this is a locker room that is in disarray. They they are not as a team right now. They fire their head coach, uh, Nagelsmann, for whatever reason. I, I, I guess they're... I guess their reasoning was that he didn't have the experience in Champions League and Thomas Tuchel did. But to give Thomas Tuchel this team, I think they played two games. Both games were against Freiburg. He, oh, uh, first game as coach, he beat, they beat Dortmund, Borussia Dortmund. Also, we can argue that Borussia Dortmund shot themselves in the foot, led to them winning 4-2 in Bundesliga play. But then they get knocked out by Freiburg. In the German Domestic Cup, they go on to beat Freiburg the couple days later for Bundesliga play. But so he, this guy, you give this guy three games to take on one of the greatest teams in the world, if not the greatest team in the world right now. That that's not enough time. They, they knowing what they know. Oh, okay, we're gonna make it deep into this tournament. They should have fired Na- Nagelsmann. Nagelsmann. Uh, weeks ago, months ago, gives Tuchel some time with this team. Now they have to go into this game down three nil aggregate score, and somehow pull out a miraculous three goal differential win. It's crazy to say. I, I don't think they're going to move on. Um, I think I did have Bayern making it to the semis, so it's a little disappointing. 
But, you know, to the likes of Man City, congrats. Uh, it was a well, well-deserved win. Bayern Munich right now in the fritz, especially in Champions League. Also in the fritz, possibly in Bundesliga, still battling for the title there. No longer battling for the German Cup. So we'll see what happens with, with with this team. Firing their head coach could have been the downfall of their season. And what a way to do it as late as they did. Also on Tuesday, we had LAFC taking on Vancouver in the CONCACAF Champions League quarterfinal second leg. First game was a 3-0 win by LAFC. All three goals coming from uh, Buganu, who scored a hat-trick. Um, amazing. This guy is out of control right now, not only in CONCACAF Champions League, but also in the MLS. Carlos Vela gets two goals on the day, a penalty kick in the 8th minute, scores another goal in the 31st minute, and the and then um, later on in the game, second half, Jose Cura Fontinis from Ecuador scores in the 65th minute, gives them a 3-0 win, 6-0 aggregate, they move on to the semifinals. And after that, uh, we had another Wednesday, couple Wednesday matchups to go over. We had AC Milan taking on Napoli. Now, this game, for all those who have been fa- following Napoli, Napoli, basically at this point, Serie A champions. I think they need a couple more wins to really put the nail on the coffin. But they come into this game. They recently lost to AC Milan for nothing at home. They have to go on the road, and it's just a very defensive game. They don't have their main man, um, Victor Osimhen. He's hurt. Uh, fingers crossed that his coach has been saying that he's one hundred percent going to be ready for the next leg. So that's good to hear, especially from an AC Milan team at home. Only scoring one nothing, uh, only winning one nothing. So they're up one nothing aggregate. Goals coming from Ismail uh, Bendekar, assisted by Rafael Leo in the 40th minute. And then you saw Napoli's Cameroon player Andre Frank Sambado Andreisi getting a red card, two yellow cards in the span of four minutes. I think it was. Uh, it was tough game for Napoli. They. Definitely missed their star striker. Had to play with players that, you know, really, they're not up to his quality. Up top, at least. So it took a lot off the their attacking possibilities. I mean, they actually had a pretty decent chance in the beginning of the game. Uh, they crossed it over into the box. box and they try, AC Milan tried to, like, clear it back post, which was a terrible idea. Went right to Napoli. Napoli shoots, it gets blocked off the line. But other than that chance, there weren't really any clear-cut opportunities. Really good saves from AC Milan's goalkeeper. Uh, A couple games back now for him, he was dealing with an injury. So AC Milan moving to this game, this next matchup, up 1-0, have to go away. They've done it a couple weeks ago. They won away, 4-0. So who knows? Uh, this is really up in the air still. I think we have, to go over the three games so far, I think we have Inter Milan probably moving on. Depending on if there's a miracle or not, Man City moving on. And in this game, I don't know. 
if Napoli, if Usiman's back and he's full he- fully healthy and he's ready to play, I could see Napoli moving on, maybe winning the next next game 2-0. But if they let up a goal, they have to at least score two. This game goes to extra time, maybe PKs. I don't know. This this is going to be a great matchup. Can't wait to watch it next week, uh, Tuesday. And also on Wednesday, we had Real Madrid, second place La Liga, Real Madrid taking on 12th place Chelsea FC. And in a game that I think Real Madrid, I mean, all credit to Vinicius Jr., one of his best games of the year, I would say, at least in Champions League, had two assists. One assist going to Kareem Benzema for the first goal. And the second assist going to Marco Asensio in the 71st. Um, Kareem Benzema scoring in the 21st. Uh, and then also we saw a red card from from Ben Chilwell in the 59th minute. Rodrigo on a breakaway. Ball gets lofted over the top. Taken down right outside the box. He gets sent off. Chelsea is in they're hosting this next game which okay benefit for them but where they are at right now between premier league and currently in champions league it's not a good spot it's they're struggling you could see they're struggling i mean joao felix it just looked like they were so much slower so much not Real Madrid runs with a purpose. Every time they're running behind the ball, it's with a purpose. When they're running with the ball, it's with a purpose. They get the field so wide, Real Madrid does. So wide. They just keep sending ball behind behind the line after ball. Play beautiful one-touch soccer in the middle, and they find that open man outside. Chelsea, I you couldn't see any of it. They, they try to play this really tight 5v5 football. In certain areas of the pitch. But they're playing a little too close to the sideline. So now they have another defender that they're not even thinking about. That that ball goes out of bounds. It's the other team's ball. Or maybe it's a throwing for them. But you're not going to set up many set pieces off a throwing. So it's just tough to see from this Chelsea squad. Um, they, They really need a goal scorer. They need someone to just step up. Uh, there was a couple opportunities with Kai Havertz, a couple shots going wayward. Joao Felix, he had a couple opportunities to take it in, possibly get a shot off target, but a lot too much running to the box and cutting it back and trying to find something backwards. But the problem was Enzo, you know, probably had the best game out of any Chelsea player. He doesn't find that switch. You have to find that switch. That ball is getting pinned back to you. That ball is supposed to go straight to the other side. Yes, there might be a defender there, but you have to trust your attacker to win that ball. Or at least to find the open space behind. Not enough not enough being intuitive off the ball, making that's what Real Madrid does. Real Madrid makes off ball runs. Chelsea, you, you didn't see any of it. There was one time, I forgot who had the ball. It might have been Mason Mount. Mason Mount had the ball. Connor, Connor Gallagher passed it to him, but just tried to make the run, stopped his run, and then he played the ball. Dude, make that run. You might be off sides. Who cares? You're down 2 nothing. There's nothing to lose in this game for Frank Lampard and, and, and the squad. 
You're in 12th place right now in or 11th place right now in Premier League. You're about to get knocked out of Champions League. You're out of FA Cup. Just make runs. Be aggressive. Get out there. Conte was making really good runs. I don't know if he... Lack of fitness, what was good with him. But beginning of the game, Chelsea looked like at any second they were going to score a goal. They were getting behind. They were sending men forward. They gave up that whole game plan. And it it, made, it showed itself. It, they didn't really have any attacking prowess. And that's what it leads to. It leads to a 2-0 win uh, for Real Madrid, for the opposing team. But not not terrible. They're not in a bit terrible situation. Uh, they could perform in this next game at home. If they get one goal, if they get the first goal, it, they're back in it. They're back in it. And, you know, they have to play a good defensive game. Reese James, I don't think, had that good of a game against playing against Vinicius Jr. Really, kind of shut him down in the goal-scoring area. Um, but Vinicius Jr. being class, really realizing that I don't have to score. I'll set up the goals. That's not a big deal to me. And he did. Two assists for the boy. Great to see from him. And that that wrapped up our uh, Wednesday games. Can't wait for these next matchups. Um, as of right now, in my opinion, Inter, Inter Milan move on. They fa- they're going to face the winner of AC Milan and Napoli, who I don't know are going to play who's who's going to win that game and then it looks it's going to look like Man City's going to move on against Bayern Munich and have to play Real Madrid which should be a amazing matchup again for the semifinals to bring it into the finals we saw this last year Man City losing out to Real Madrid late so it should be exciting can't wait uh next week Champions League second leg quarterfinal football And then today we were gifted with some football as well. We had some Europa League. Just to go over a couple of the games. Nord taking on AS Roma in a game that Roma came in. They looked dangerous. But due to injury, Dybala getting hurt. Tammy Abraham getting hurt late. Nord with a really class finish um, from... Lorenzo Pellegrini, um, I mean, from Mats, Mats Wiefer, um, it was just amazing kick. It was crossed over to him from outside the box, or maybe it was being cleared out, and he just scuffed, he, not scuffs it, but he kicks the ball downwards into the floor. That floor just makes this ball pop up, finds the net. It was beautiful, man. It was such a nice goal. And uh, Mourinho comes off the field clapping, somewhat happy, not really distraught. I think, you know, he's trying to be not as negative as he used to be back in the day. It's good to see from him. But they have a tough game coming up uh, next week. I think this is going to be a tough second matchup for them. They are hosting the next game, so we'll see. Uh, Also in that game, though, Lorenzo Pellegrini, this is what I meant to say. He missed the PK in the 43rd minute. 43rd minute so could have been a 1-1 game could have been a one nothing game maybe they play more defensive after they score that pk and they end it 1-0 go home but now they have a decent matchup on their hands coming into this second leg should be exciting to see for next week also on the day today we had Bayern leverkusen taking on 
Union St. Gilleries ended 1-1. It was actually a really, really good game. Victor Okum Boniface, the Nigerian striker, back on the day. Goal in the 51st minute, um, but they couldn't hold off Bayern Leverkusen, who has been playing great football as of recently. Um, Florian Wirtz comes in, the German, and he scores in the 82nd minute to make it 1-1. Leverkusen at home, though. I don't know if this is the greatest result for them. Obviously... I mean, it, point proven. Yeah, they tie 1-1. They didn't get a goal to the 82nd minute. But, you know, taking a point, obviously, or taking the draw, it's not the best. It's better than being down, I guess. You, that's like the only positive to take from that. But you're at home. You want to win, man. You want to win. And now you got to go on the road to Belgium, take on this team, this dark horse, who no one gave them any respect throughout the whole tournament, throughout the whole season. They're even their domestic season. No one thought they would be top of the league right now, which they are. Victor Okoa Boniface, one of the stars of this team that I know of, he's just been killing it. Right now, tied with most goals in Europa League with Marcus Rashford. And uh, yeah, seven goals. That's pretty impressive. Not to get into the United game. United game, I'll hold off to the last one we talk about because. As a United fan, I have a couple things to say. Not too happy about the results. Uh, but also, today we had Juventus taking on Sporting CP. Ends in a 1-0 win by Juventus. Goal coming from Federico Gatti. Not your normal goal scorer. It comes late to 73rd minute. Uh, I think it was a shot by... I forgot who... Um, one of the forwards on Juventus. He shoots a goalie, knocks it down, hits Gatti right there. It settles down right to his feet. He puts it away. Beautiful. But uh, good good to win 1-0 at home. You go into that second matchup, matchup now, at least with some confidence, saying, all right, we, got, we're, we won a game. Let's come into this next game. Let's draw. If you draw, you're in. And that's how they had to look at it. Uh, with Noah Wagles now being counted as more. So... It's a good new rule, I think. I think it leads to a lot, a, a lot more uh, chaos, and you know, you they win this game one nil. Let's say they're on the road and they tie one, you know, one uh, one, or let's say they let's say Sporting one two one, and Juventus would go through because they had the away uh, away goal. It's it's not as fair to me. I think each game should be kind of just taken into their own interface depending on how the result came out but great great game from Juventus you know not fighting for much right now and this game you know they potentially they win this game they have to take on the winner of Man United Sevilla and then maybe the winner between um, whoever wins against uh, Fried Nord Roma, they have to play Leverkusen or Union St. Gilleries in the semis. Uh, Juventus to take on any of those four teams on the other side of the bracket could be could be they could be seeing Champions League again, even though they aren't going to qualify probably in their domestic league in Syria. <sighs> Had to take a little little sip of Mitcher's Kentucky Bourbon, delicious stuff to end the day. We had Manchester United take on Sevilla. Man, 
United can't, they can't do it with Sevilla, man. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a curse. They just, every time they play Sevilla, they have struggles. They always struggle. They, they, they can't do it, man. They have problems. They go up this game, two goals coming from Marcel Sabitzer, one, one assisted by Bruno Fernandez in the 14th minute, and one assisted by Anthony Martial in the 21st minute. It was, they were riding, bro. They were, they were looking good. Penetrating the ball. No Marcus Rashford. So we don't have that goal scorer threat at all times. But I think Anthony Martial had a good game. Not a lot of strikes. But played a good. Almost like a nice false night. False nine. He checked in a lot. Made himself available at all times. Uh, Bruno was playing well. He got a yellow card. So he won't be available for the next matchup in Sevilla. Um, but everything was looking good. From the reports of 10... Eric Ten Hag, he says Varane had to be subbed off, so they sub on. You know it. The guy, Harry Maguire. This goof, I won't call him a goof, it's a little mean, but dude, I get it. When when you put him in games, he has a good record. Six games, he started, they won each six. Cool. But, he makes this sub. Then he takes out Sancho, Martial, and he took out Bruno. Uh, scared about Bruno getting another yellow card. Scared about Martial getting hurt because he's, as of right now, our only striker that I would play. I wouldn't play Watt Wagerhurst to start at least. Maybe sub him in, but he's not doing anything. I mean... He comes and Watt Wagers got subbed into this game. He didn't really do anything. Um, Anthony Allega got subbed in. And Christian Eriksen, who hasn't played that much uh, footy in a while. He's coming off. He came off an injury too. So he puts these three in. Lissandro Martinez gets hurt. He United are playing with 10 men. He takes out Anthony on the wing, puts in Palestri. So now they had to play with 10 men for the rest of the game. Got hurt in like the late 80th minute. Come on, man. I, you know, he's going to say whatever he wants to say. Oh, it was... You heard him. Uh, it's the subs. It was the subs. Uh, the injuries. Uh, I had to make I had to make these subs. No, man. You didn't have to take out Sancho. He was playing good football. So was Antony. Or uh, maybe sub him late. Maybe like 80th minute. Take him out. Whatever. Get some fresh legs in it. Especially, you know... They do score that goal. All right, let's go 3-1. We have to get another goal. Let's get some fresh legs. Take him out in like the 60th minute. It almost seemed to me like 10 Hog, Eric 10 Hog was, <laughs> this game, this is game. We're done. Sevilla comes back, drives it down the side, um, and shoots it on target, hits off of Terrell Masalia. Malasia, sorry. So that's an own goal. Then, that was the 84th minute. United are still up. They're still up 2-1. Let's go. Come on. Let's close this game out. Let's get the win. Get the win. We haven't beat Sevilla in who knows how long. It's been like six times. Late 93rd minute. Down to 10 men because of the injury. No more subs because, you know, he had to sub everyone and their mother into the game. Header on. Hits off of Maguire's face. Maguire, head the ball back. You you have a big head? Your head is fucking massive, yeah? Head the ball back. The other way. 
Not don't he literally just let this thing skim off his face like he was an attacker. Like that's what an attacker would do. An attacker, if the ball got skipped onto him, maybe put a little power to the net, but just let it hit your face. It worked. It hits him in the face, beats De Gea. They tie 2 2. They're going wild. And it's just really bad to see. Uh, this was a game that, I mean, I thought we had it in the bag too, but I'm not the coach of Manchester United. I'm a fan. I'm sitting on my couch watching this game saying, all right, this is looking good. This is looking good. It looks like we're going to win this one. Looks like we're going to go maybe 3 0 into the next round. Not bad. Now, now it's 2 2. We have to go to Sevilla. We have to play them on their home turf and somehow get a victory. I, I don't I don't see it. Ha- I mean, if Rashford's healthy, if Luke Shaw's healthy, maybe. No Bruno, so maybe we have to use Fred or maybe Christian Eriksen gets the start this weekend or gets some me- uh, minutes this weekend. But man, oh man, is it tough being a United fan. It really is. It's It's not fun. Not a good time. I really think. Listen, I, I know people have their own, you know, their own opinions on Eric Ten Hag. Good guy. He's a good guy. He's a good coach. But he is not. He hasn't proved to me that he is the coach that can take this team to not only win Premier League titles. I don't think he's that type of coach. But also to make deep runs in Champions League. He's got to prove it. He's got to prove it. They have a tough Brighton um, matchup in the FA Cup semifinal in a couple weeks. Probably one of our only last thing like ways to win a trophy. Which you know, it's been a lot of games. It's it's been a long tournament. It would be a nice trophy to take, but it's going to be a tough game against Brighton. It really is, and I think. Um, I think, you know, if they could pull off a miracle in Sevilla and come out with the win, it would be awesome. Uh, and then have to take on probably Juventus, in my opinion. Um, but who knows? Sporting Sporting might have a really good game next game, next week. So it's, it's going to be exciting. Uh, really, no one, no one's really, out of all those four games, no one's pretty much determined to move it on. So I'm not going to say who's going to play each other. Should be exciting, though. Uh, it's going to be a fun Thursday next week. That's for sure. Uh, a couple other things going on throughout the league. We had, if for all those, for all those that don't know, at halftime, Liverpool... I forgot who they were playing. Might have been the Arsenal game. Uh, I think it was. Liverpool versus Arsenal. Andrew Robertson goes up to assistant ref Kostatin Hatsidakis and... Goes to ask him a question. This ref literally, uh, he claims he moved his arm. This guy threw an elbow from the top rafters. Just hits Andrew Robinson right in the face. And players have been, like, look at Alexander Mitrovic. He literally got suspended to, like, the last game of the season because, like, his chest touched the ref. And this ref, the FA, comes out and says, there will be no disciplinary actions given to this, like, to given to this ref. Are you kidding? So, like, refs are allowed to hit players, but players can't bump a chest into a ref. Like, 
the whole situation is crazy. Uh, it really should be more talked about. I don't know. They came out with this whole thing where they wanted uh, people to stop harassing referees player player wise where like there's going to be a bigger bigger breakdown on the referees and uh, you know the way we we need to respect them that, that was respectful this guy literally throwing freaking knockout elbows to andrew robinson face not a fan of andrew robinson i'm you know i don't care about liverpool but it's the it's the point you don't put your elbow into someone's face and then expect no repercussions. It's crazy that he didn't get fined or suspended from refereeing a couple games. It's crazy. It's crazy. But yeah, nothing. Nothing from him. He apologized. He sent out an apology to Andrew Robertson. Okay, yeah, that... An apology solves a lot these days. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, also, news from this week. Vincent Company was linked to joining Tottenham Hotspurs as their new head coach. And he shut that shit down quick. He said, he actually, quote, he said, I'm always happy, never satisfied. And that was in reference to the performance, his team's performance as he's coach. Burnley is about to come back into the Premier League and probably one one of, they could finish top six. I'm going to say it now. I said it on last podcast. This team could possibly finish in contention for Europe, uh, for Euro football. You're, it's possible. They they have a really good team. Vincent Company is a great coach. If they finish above top 10, that's a win for them. And I don't, I don't think that's what they're just going for. You don't come into the Premier League just to finish top 10. No, you, got, you come into this thing to win the Premier League. You try, at least you try your best. You're not going to come in here and say, all right, we'll, let's chill out for you know, a couple months and just have a good time. No. They're going into this, and they're going to want to win this league or at least finish in contention to play some Euro, uh, Europe football, um, tournament football. So I don't think Vincent Company's leaving, but it was funny that he dismissed Tottenham as quick as he did. Um, we went over the Sadio Mane fight in the locker room. Pretty, it's not big news, but it's a weird type of thing going on. Um, Premier League clubs will withdraw gambling sponsorship on the front of their jerseys by 2026-2027 season. They're going to allow them to put them on other places on their jerseys, but just not the front. I don't know why gambling's legal in your uh, in England. You can literally go to like your local bodega store and put in a prop bet, which is kind of cool. It's kind of cool. Pick up a little bacon, egg, and cheese. You know, let me get a uh, hundred on the Yankees today. Uh, let me get a uh, put a hundred on United to beat Sevilla. Maybe, I don't know, maybe people are just losing too much money. But I don't think there's that much influence from a company's name on a jersey to be like, oh, well, now I got to I gotta go bet today because Ivan Tony was wearing bet 365 on his jersey. And I'm like, it, it's, it hit me. I had to. I'm addicted. No, come on, dude. 
we all know, we all know, yes, gambling is addicting because you know the risk. I know I'm risking X amount of money to win X amount of money, and I want to increase my profits. It's the same thing as playing the stock market. It's the same thing as starting your own business. You start your own business, you know the risk. There's money that you have to pay to start your own business. There's a possibility within five years you're profitable, or hopefully even less. Hopefully within two years you're profitable. And okay, this all worked out. You know how many businesses fail? They just fail, and you just wasted all this money. Hopefully, you, you know you you put whatever loans you had and stuff and into a different entity, so it's not under your name. They can't come take your house. But it's the same thing. I Me mean, putting a hundred dollars on Manchester United or Real Madrid to win their leagues or whatever. It's the same thing. I'm saying I like this team. I'm I like the odds. I want the profits. Okay, it's the same thing as I like my idea. I like the odds of my idea succeeding because of the market and whatever maybe it's a niche market. And I like the profits that that could be attainable if X amount of people start buying or using this service. It's the same thing. Let people bet. It's not a big deal. People are going to lose money. Most people lose money. I don't know a lot of people who are that profitable, but it's fun. It's fun. And sometimes you hit one where you're like, I just paid off all my debt from betting because of a couple really good bets. It's possible, man. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not condoning people to go out and, oh, I heard this podcast and it told me to bet. I am not... Bet six three sixty five on top of Brentford's jerseys, but it's it's not a big deal. And now they're just gonna put it like underneath their numbers, so it's the same thing. But um, also pretty funny. Before the Chelsea Real Madrid game, Todd Bowley was caught on camera, and they ask him. Reporters ask him, "What, what do you think? Uh, how's the final gonna end today? Three nothing. Three nothing. Chelsea. We're gonna win." We're turning it around. We're going to win this game. <laughs> they lose 2-0. They, lose they could have lost 3-0. Vinicius Jr. had a late shot. Kind of sailed pretty close to the bar. Um, Keppel with a couple good saves as well. But <laughs> to say that, bro. Why would you even give a number as the owner of the team? And also know that this team is in this situation. Losing 2-0 to Real Madrid. Because of you. Because you don't know how to handle... You just keep buying players. Like, literally, I, I saw a thing that the the uh, uh, the coaches at uh, wherever Mudrich was, not Modric, um, well, I, I forget how to say his name, but the, the, the guy with the blonde hair from Ukraine, the team that sold them to Chelsea, they were like, he's a diamond, but you just got to be patient with him. Yeah? How patient? This guy's, this kid's like 21. He's not scoring, he's not assisting, he's not make, creating chances. Just trust the process, basically. Okay, trust the process. We want him for $100 million. What the fuck, Todd Bowley, man? You are not a good businessman. You just like, you like throwing money. You like throwing, you throw shit on the wall and sees, and you, you try to just to see what sticks. That's, that's your, that's your shtick. 
your stick is throw fucking sh- money on the wall and see what why was this bad this is not bad signing enzo fernandez to a eight and a half year contract they actually extended his contract by six months they won him for eight and a half not just eight years eight and a half years Crazy, man. I, I don't know what's going on in this Chelsea organization right now. They have, you know, you you give them a good coach beginning of next season, hopefully even before the beginning of next season, probably right after this season ends. Get them a good coach. Let them train with the, the kids for a couple months. And I think Chelsea will be good next year. They're not going to be great. Hopefully they finish top six. I think that should be their goal. Fifth, sixth, fourth. That should be their goal. But, you know, you start putting some games together. Who knows? Go on to win the whole fucking thing. Like Ted Lasso said. Pretty funny. Um, and, and a little transfer news. Probably the biggest news out of the transfer window right now. Um, Liverpool have pulled out of the hunt from trying to obtain Jude Bellingham. Which is probably smart because currently they are dealing with a pretty big deficit and I think it's like a $100 million deficit. And uh, Jude Bellingham, you, you know, you would have to pay at least ninety-five, dollars $100 million to get him on your team. Real Madrid and Man City are in the hunt for him. Whatever team he goes to, he I mean, you know he's going to succeed. He does good. On Borussia Dortmund, I I don't know if he's he's good. I he's not bad on that team. You but you could see the potential putting world class players all around him and trying to let him operate the midfield. You can see the potential. He he has a mind of his own and he's very 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 shifty with the ball. Can find a great pass. So it's going to be exciting where he lands in this upcoming transfer window. I can't wait for the summer. It's like one of the best times of the year. See who goes where. See what teams are going to improve. It's going to it's going to be a fun summer. But that's basically it from this week. Uh, we have a couple good matchups coming up this weekend. Um, on Saturday, 7.30 a.m., which is a little tough to get up for. But if you do, you're going to be given a beautiful game between Ashton Villa and Newcastle. Newcastle right now battling for top fours, currently sitting in third place, tied on points with Manchester United, up on goal differential. But Ashton Villa, man, this team has been gritty. They've been fighting. Ollie Watkins has been playing unreal. We could see this team possibly, especially with Ashton Villa being home, I think I think they give Newcastle problems. I think they do. I'm going to call it right now. Right now, I'm going to call it Ashton Villa 2-1. I think Ashton Villa coming to this game with more reasons to win. You know, um, I think currently Tottenham are behind by maybe two or three points from the top four, which is a pretty big motive for Newcastle. But I think Ashton Villa, they want to solidify their spot into Euro ball. They want to play, possibly play in Champions League if it's possible. If they win enough games and enough stuff happens where teams stop dropping out of the start dropping out of the top four, but this is the perfect circumstance for a team to maybe drop out of top four. Give them a reason, motivation, 
possibilities to finish in the top four the, the, this end of the season. Give them Champions League ball. Even like obviously European uh, Europa League ball isn't as glorified, but still fucking awesome, man. Still playing with teams from around the world, trying to win a trying to win a title that you get to host at the end of the season, and then you get to possibly automatically qualify if you win this tournament at the end of the season. So there's good stuff coming out of this team. I got Ashton Villa two one. Um, should. Next game, well, there's also a game on uh, Saturday as well. Tough game for Chelsea. They have Brighton at home. I don't think they succeed. I think they lose this game. I think Brighton come in, win one nothing, maybe 2-0. Two, two but, dude, it's been a long time since Chelsea scored a goal. I don't think it's happening against Brighton's defense. I don't care if they're home. If they do have a good game at home, it's going to... Maybe give them some momentum into this next Real Madrid matchup. So it they kind of do need to perform, but I, I I don't think so. I think Brighton come to this game handle business. One nothing Brighton. Also on the day we have last place Southampton taking on Crystal Palace. Southampton being home. Crystal Palace is on fire, man. Last weekend winning five one. This is a team you do not want to mess with as of right now. Attacking-wise, they are playing brilliantly. And I think it's going to show against Southampton, last team in the league. I think they take this game maybe 2-0. Maybe a 3-1 game, but definitely by two goals. I think they definitely win by two goals. So I'm, I'm going to stick to my second one. I'm going to go 3-1 Crystal Palace over Southampton. We also have Wolves taking on Brentford. Wolves recently being beating Chelsea 1-0 at home. Wolves at home again. Brentford, um, I think they lost, I want to say. Or maybe they beat... I forgot who they beat. They beat someone. But, I don't know. This is, this is a tough game. Um, I'm going to say 1-1 draw. Just I think both teams are going to come in. Heavy to play. I think whoever scores is going to sit back, absorb, try to absorb pressure. I think that other team gets a goal, whether it be Brentford or Wolves. And I think this game ends in a draw. Which should be, it's, a, it's disappointing for Brentford, who are you know, possibly still battling for top six, top seven. But uh, for Wolves, they'll take it. They stay out of, uh, even more out of relegation zone. And then last game of the day on Saturday, Manchester City hosting Leicester City. Depending on the matchups, who they start, because it's very possible they sit some players for this next Bayern Munich matchup the next week uh, on Tuesday. But I still, I mean, I still got City. City 3-1. City are going to take it, put some more pressure on Arsenal. That would put them three points behind Arsenal. And then on Sunday... We have West Ham hosting Arsenal. And, uh, oh, that was the team. I think uh, Crystal Palace beat West Ham 5-1. to one. I believe that's the team that they beat. Arsenal, I think they're going to do something similar. It's going to be like a 4-1 game, 4-2 game. I'm going to go 4-1 Arsenal over West Ham. Maybe 3 nothing. 
maybe they get the shutout. But, you know, yeah, I'm going to go 3-0. 3-0 Arsenal over West Ham. They get they gain another three points. And then they spruce it up to the all-exciting game that's going to happen in two weeks. Arsenal and City. We can't wait for it. It's going to really determine who wins this league. Um, also on Sunday, Nottingham Forest hosting Manchester United. And we talked about all the woes of Manchester United. We'll see what happened to Lissandro Martinez. Who knows? Maybe Linderloff or maybe Maguire has to step in. Hopefully Varane's not hurt. Because that would mean Linderloff and Maguire would have to start. Shaw might be hurt. So Balassia, as of right now, is the left back. Um, Diego Dolot, he's still playing, but right now, Wambasaka starting over him. Bruno Fernandez should be in the mix. Casemiro, I think I'm almost right that they took away his ban. So I think he had one more uh, match ban from his red card, but I think uh, Premier League said, all right, we, we resolved it. It's fine now. You can play. So he might be in the mix. Bruno. Sabitzer, I mean, what two goals, man? How do you say no? Um, that would be a good little midfield. Maybe Scott McTominay, Scott McTominay comes in, gets some minutes. Hopefully, Jordan Sancho's in. Antony, obviously. Martial would be a great start, but who knows uh, if Rashford's out again. You know, this is going to be a tough game, especially from Nottingham Forest, who battling on the brink of relegation. They they don't want to lose. They, I bet you they would take a tie. But I don't think United tie. I hope in my heart of hearts that letting up two late goals against Sevilla is enough for this team to realize not only do we have to be ready for this next Sevilla matchup, but we need to finish top four in the Premier League. Because we're not, if we lose in Europa League and all we're left with is Premier League to finish top four in FA Cup, that's too many things that we have to rely on so i think they have to win this game i think they win this game 2-1 and they it's gonna be a close game it's gonna be a close game hopefully someone puts it in late um hopefully rashford and shaw back on the field i know granacho is probably out for another couple weeks but we want him back too man he's been he's been our late goal scorer just adding such a dynamic presence on the field so should be a good game. That's the end of Sunday. And then on Monday, we have a Premier League game as well. Leeds United taking on Liverpool. Liverpool with an amazing comeback against Arsenal on Easter. And uh, Leeds United, I think they won. I think they won 2-1. I forgot who it was against. Oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Leeds United got, I think they got smoked. That was who. That's who Crystal Palace beat five one. Was Leeds United, not West Ham. Sorry about that. West Ham lost to West Ham beat Fulham last week. So that I still I still don't think West Ham has it to beat Arsenal. But Leeds United getting absolutely routed, routed by Crystal Palace at home. Nonetheless, this is a team that it's not looking pretty for them. They are currently in 16th place. I don't think they win this game. I think Liverpool come in. 
depending on availability and health, I still think they win this game 2-0. Should be a good game, but I think Liverpool handle business. And that's basically it. I mean, it's going to be a good weekend of football. There's some good Bundesliga games that I didn't go over, but, you know, uh, Bayern Munich's playing Hoffman, Dortmund's playing some other team that's like lower 17th place. Not much to talk about, but for their title sake, it you know, it's kind of important that, you know, they win these games, but hopefully they have some matchups that we could talk about in the future weeks as their season comes to an end, as almost all football comes to an end. Um, we're almost at the end of Premier League, La Liga, Bundesliga. Um, oh, that's what I want to get to. A couple of highlighted MLS games that I wanted to just talk about. We have Columbus Crew taking on New England Revolution on Saturday. Should be a really good game. Um, both teams have been playing really good football. Should be exciting to watch. Watch that on Apple TV. And we also have Minnesota taking on Orlando at home. That should be a good game. St. Louis, who started off the season 5-0, lost two straight now. They take on Cincinnati, who have been one of the best teams right now, top of their conference, having lost a game. Uh, a lot of one nothing wins, but uh, hey, a win's a win. That's a game. That's a, that should be a good game on Saturday as well. We have Seattle away in Portland. Seattle should be able to take care of business. And then um, on Sunday we have the El Tráfico, LA Galaxy taking on LAFC. LA Galaxy's home, but they have been in the rut, and LAFC does not look like they will be taking their foot off the puddle. I have LAFC winning this game 3-0, maybe 3-1. Maybe LAFC, I mean LA Galaxy gets a goal, but LAFC is going to win this game. No doubt in my mind, by two goals. Definitely by two goals. But that's it from the MLS. That's it from Premier League, La Liga, Serie A. Serie A is basically Napoli's at this point. A couple, you know, we'll talk about matchups here and there, but... Uh, La Liga, basically, and Barcelona's basically in Barcelona's um, wheelhouse now to win the championship there. But yeah, should be a pretty fun weekend. Not not the most intense games, but should be fun, man. And and then you know we'll have Champions League back next week. We'll probably do a, a new episode on Monday that will drop, so I can get you guys ready for the upcoming. Champions League quarterfinal second leg games and the second leg of the Europa League. And uh, can't wait, you know, we're, we're itching for this Arsenal-Man City game. Really to determine the winner of this Premier League. It's going to be, it's going to be a fun time. So, you know, keep listening. Shout out, you know, if you got questions to ask me. If you want to hop on the pod, you know, I'm always willing to have people come on. Um, you know, hit me up. Via World Football Talk um, Instagram page, you know, let me know what you would like to talk about, and yeah, guys and girls, it's been fun. As always, though, this is World Football Talk brought to you by Ryan DiLorenzo. We'll be talking to you guys soon. Take care.